Hey, it's Wags. Uh, we'll get to the offensive line preview episode here in a moment. Uh, I just wanted to check in and let everyone know that uh, we uh, recorded this episode before the news of Cole Madison rejoining the team. Um, so we want to just welcome Cole back and wanted to make sure that everyone was aware that that happened before we recorded this episode. So that was why he wasn't mentioned. And certainly we hope that Cole uh, has everything ready to go and, and he can uh, provide a, a lift for this team. If nothing else, uh, worst case scenario, we definitely think that uh, he could provide some depth uh, on the offensive line position this season so he'll be battling for a spot on the team in camp and perhaps even more than that we'll see we'll see how that goes it was someone that he was we were definitely high on in the draft last year Uh, we don't uh, anticipate that this will change too much for the draft strategy so our focus should be pretty much the same as what we outlined but certainly wanted to uh, give a mention and shout out to Cole and welcome back to the Packers so uh, thanks for listening and go Pack Go! Hey, welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. This is Wags here. I got Dane as well. Hey, Dane, how's it going? Wags, finally we get to talk about the big boys that make things happen. (laughs) Yeah, and Packers may be uh, spending a pick or two on some offensive linemen this year. Uh, So let's dive right into it, Dane. I'm excited to talk about these guys as well. So uh, why don't we look uh, first at the offensive tackle position. And uh, Dane, do you think it's a possibility that Packers might use one of their first uh, round picks on an offensive tackle this year? Absolutely. I, I look at it, and on the left side of the line, we've got that on lockdown by the big man, David Bakhtiari. He has been phenomenal for us and he is he's one of the best offensive tackles in all of football and we love having him there Uh, on the other side however brian bulaga one of the final holdouts from the super bowl team Uh, he's been he's played a long time now in green bay he's been banged up a little bit and um, i think there's a sense around packer nation that uh, Brian's probably doesn't have that many seasons left in him uh, to play for the pack. And after that, we're looking at Jason Spriggs, who I'm going to keep moving. I don't want to say anything bad about the guy. And then Gerhard DeBeer, who came on here um, for the offseason. So we're thin at the offensive tackle position. I have no doubt that we're going to be targeting an old lineman. The question is how high, but I think pretty early on. And, yeah. and, and we should say, too, that we did sign Billy Turner, but he is going to play somewhere. We just don't know where, correct? Most likely guard. If he, and you, for what they're paying him, you got to hope that he's uh, winning a starting position yeah. and hopefully at guard. So I think worst case scenario right now, uh, we're going to bring Balaga back for another year. Hopefully he can stay healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if Bulaga is planning to retire after this next season yeah. either way. Uh, so, But that does mean that we need to be ready to bring in someone to replace him down the road as to be our future right tackle. Yes. Whether we do that in this draft or next offseason is the question. So I agree. I, I think they might want to be proactive and get ahead of the game on that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like Bulaga, but... 
it wouldn't shock me if they do go ahead and, and pull the trigger and draft someone early. And frankly, if he's good enough to play right away, Belaga might be someone that's uh, uh, not going to be making the team uh, yeah. as we move forward into the regular season. So it'll be interesting to see how that might play out as well. Definitely. So, Dane, uh, let's look then right up at the top of the board. We've got a couple guys, Juwan Taylor out of Florida, uh, expected to be uh, a top 10 pick, and Jonah Williams uh, from Alabama, and then uh, Andre Dillard. He has been all over the board, but moving up yeah. rapidly. Uh, he may be someone that w- is going to be moving up into that top 15 range as well. Mm-hmm. So we've got three guys right at the top uh, that are projected to be um, top of first-round picks. Uh, any of these guys? guys pop out to you or would you just or would you just be really happy with any of them uh, to come in and be drafted by the Packers? Wags, Jawan Taylor out of Florida, offensive tackle. That dude is a franchise right tackle. Yeah, he's one of those guys that's just going to punch you in the mouth a whole bunch. Uh, he, he's, he's explosive off the ball. Um, it's just incredibly talented player. And, um, you know, I, I, I do see that they say that other offensive linemen are maybe a little bit more explosive than he is. Uh, but he I think he's one of those guys that could be playing in the league for 10, 12 years. And they better be if you're taking a guy that early in the draft as high as he's projected. But if somebody like him happened to fall to 12, particularly if there's somehow a run on a different position like quarterback by some of these quarterback needy teams um, and he fell to our lap, wouldn't be shocked if Goody pulled the trigger. Yeah, absolutely. Seems like a no-brainer there. Just go ahead and, and take the best player available, yeah. if he is indeed the best player available. But based on where he's expected to be taken, probably unlikely to be there for the Packers at 12. Definitely. So let's look at uh, Jonah Williams out of Alabama. There's another mm-hmm. another guy definitely has some some huge pedigree, some some great potential. Big guy. Um, he's uh, played at right tackle. Has also played at left tackle um, for the last uh, couple seasons uh, for Alabama has good footwork is definitely someone that is projected to be able to play a a blindside uh, tackle position but would slide in nicely right away at right tackle as well Um, so uh, this is a guy that uh, definitely would be someone to keep an eye on uh, if he is available at 12 as well you know Um, what I like about him too is his versatility they think he's projected he could play inside at the guard position could play at the tackle position and when I agree that uh, Jawan Taylor is probably going to be out of reach, but Jonah Williams, knowing that he's played in, he could potentially play in or out. Does that not sound exactly like a offensive lineman that the Packers covet? Yeah, absolutely. So he would be someone definitely to keep an eye on in 12. If they decide that, hey, TJ Hawkinson's there at 12 mm-hmm. and we're going to take him, mm-hmm. then, you know, then we're going to be looking a little bit further down. So let's look Let's look at 30. Or it's still a possibility, I think, that if there's quarterbacks, those top two quarterbacks, one or both of them are still there at 12. The yeah. Packers could be moving down a few picks too. Uh, so someone like Andre Dillard out of Washington State, he's just been shooting up the draft boards. Yeah. Um, I've seen him anywhere from um, a late first round pick all the way up to a a mid to a top 15 pick now. So he's really moving up quite a bit, but uh, he's got a nice pedigree as well. His scouting report is just an elite left tackle prospect, and uh, he's coming out of Washington State, Mm -hmm. certainly not as uh, well known of a program, Um, doesn't probably get quite the amount of publicity or quite as much attention, uh, especially when they're playing a lot of those Pac-12 
playoff games late at night or on Thursday nights seem to be kind of the standard for what's going on out there at Washington State. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But he would be a guy that the, the only downside on him is he doesn't have as much uh, run blocking experience because uh, Washington State throws the ball so darn mm-hmm, much. Right. Uh, that uh, That's a little bit of an unknown. But depending on what they see on tape, if they think that he can be someone that they can plug into their scheme, he might be someone to look keep an eye on as well. 100%. 100%. And you're right. And, you know, that that is probably the drawback to some of these colleges having more of a spread offense is the fact they don't run the ball as much. They're passing the ball quite a bit. But uh, if, if Dillard can project and play the way that he, he plays against a pass, if he can run block three-quarters of as good as he can pass block, that dude's going to be a heck of a steal for somebody in the first round. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Dane, looking a little bit further down now, it, you know, certainly into that second round where the Packers are going 44 or third mm-hmm. round at 75. Are there are there any uh, guys that stick out to you? Because you can, contrary to what some people might believe, you can get some some pretty quality offensive linemen really at, at almost any round in the draft, can't you? Yeah, you definitely can, and um, we have. We have experience doing that. I mean, you look at the Packers' offensive line, and Bakhtiari, I believe, was a fourth-round pick. Corey Lindsley certainly wasn't a... Uh, a a top-line pick. I know Bulaga was a first-round pick, but, um, you know, we've had a ton of success uh, uh, in the offensive line just across the draft, so I just wouldn't be shocked if the Packers um, are targeting guys maybe even in a little bit more of the mid-rounds. I I look at a guy like... uh, like, Heck, like a David Edwards, right, out of Wisconsin. We know David pretty well. I mean, he... Would you be totally shocked? I mean, guys that just want to play football, that want to push people around, I think that, um, you know, we do have a zone blocking technique, but at the end of the day, offensive linemen, football players are football players. Yeah, absolutely. So that's something that is not going to be understated. They are definitely going to be targeting guys that are going to fit that scheme. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're going to be really focused on uh, the, the right guys that are going to be able to uh, move uh, blockers around and, and get to that second level. Definitely. Uh, it's going to be important that they're able to be quick off the ball um, and uh, are able to kind of wall off those linebackers. Uh, you don't necessarily have to have a pancake block, no. but you got to be able to be quick enough to get out in space and get in front of those guys at the next level. That's usually all the difference it makes for a quick Aaron Jones to get past them and get downfield. So, well, that's right. And Wags, that's why I look at like a, I do look at a David Edwards. I mean, they project him. He could probably be that swing tackle, but I think he has starting ability. I uh, don't watch all the college football like we obviously watch the Packers, but when I do, it is Wisconsin football, and he's a kid that. Uh, just it has a lot of upside, I think. I look at uh, the Max uh, Sharpring from Northern Illinois, smaller school, but with a history of, um, uh, of of talented players that come out of it. Bobby Evans that comes out of Oklahoma, another guy that's playing for a, a school. Um, you know, he's got pretty good upper body strength, little bit a uh, little bit slower mover uh, as far as his hand placement, but um, that's the kind of things that these 
coaches are paid to coach and, and teach some of these guys, but if they're raw but have ability, I'm confident that the new Packers offensive line coach is going to be able to make sure they're productive on the field. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just going to, uh, like you did the other day, call a shot, and this might seem a little bit random, but I just like his name, Alec Bookser, Alex Bookser out of Pittsburgh. Big guy, 6'6", 308. Um, I think he's going to be our undrafted free agent. There signer. he is. Is that That's, it? That, there he is. All right. Um, so uh, I'm just throwing that out there. He's got the long hair. He's got the look. Bookser. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bookser. He's, he's, he's got that tough Pittsburgh guy attitude. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be someone that re- is just my random name that Ooh. we're going to throw out there. Wags, I like it. That is a <laughs> bold prediction, but also one that... Uh, I very well could stick. And anybody who wants to Google that guy, he does have the Bakhtiari hair. They could have some Perp Plus contests. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> so why don't we swing over and uh, let's look at some guards that uh, the Packers could potentially be taking a look at, Dane. So yeah. I don't think that they are necessarily going to be taking a guard at 12. That would surprise me. Uh, it, you never know, but um, we've not seen that position necessarily go quite as high in the draft uh, as that, you know, can't miss franchise tackle prospect. Yeah. So, uh, so Dane, let's take a look. It's possible that we could definitely take a guard at 30 or mm-hmm. in really almost any pick after that. So sure. any names here at the top of this prospect list for guards that uh, you are really keying in on or want to take a look at? Wags, so Chris Lindstrom, the guard out of Boston College. So I was reading his, his draft scouting report from a CBS Sports staff, so I want to give them credit for this. Uh, but what they say about him is strengths in the game are his awareness to find work, stunt recognition, and his light, always moving feet. Sound like anybody? Sounds like Corey Lindsley to me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's not a given that the Packers aren't going to invest in a guard in this draft. No. They do value positional versatility. They've got some guys on the roster already that mm-hmm. have shown they have some of that positional versatility. So if they can bring someone in that they think is just going to make that five better across yeah. the board, they're definitely going to do it. So I agree that that would be a great name to keep an eye on. And it's a light feat, right? I was especially in this zone blocking. We're not necessarily always going to be looking for guys that just run downhill. Uh, But when we do and when we find some of those guys, um, we're going to look for guys that are versatile. As we talk about, the Packers love guys that just want to play football and that can play one, two, three positions. That's how they stick in Green Bay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Another guy that um, it's a little bit all over the board in terms of where he's projected to go that might fit that same profile as Bobby Evans, uh, mm-hmm. guard out of Oklahoma. Um, he's kind of someone that's looking to be anywhere from a mid-second to uh, early to mid-third round pick. Sure. Uh, I think once you get down into the second round, to be quite honest with you, with some of these, especially at the guard position or a center position, you're more than likely going to be sliding quite a bit around the, those draft boards yeah. um, because all it takes is one or two teams that like a guy to pick someone else that uh, is a little bit higher on their board and then someone that might have gotten taken in the second round is sliding all the way down to round three. Definitely, definitely. So um, Bobby Evans, I think, is definitely someone um, that could be in that second or third round range um, to be taking a look at at the guard position as well. Do you, do you know who else I, I'm really kind of into right now is Cody Ford out of Oklahoma. Uh what I like about him was, you know, he did play tackle in 2018, but just again, 
the Packers love to move guys inside, and um, seeing at some of the lists in particular saying that he could be a more of a guard prospect, has great feet for his size, uh, he's just able to move around, he's really good with some of the smaller speed rushers, some of the bull rush guys has a little bit more difficulty with, at least in college, uh, but again, a guy who's played some tackle, could move into guard, um, you know, wouldn't be shocked if you bring a guy like that in if you're able to get him where we want to get him and um, just allow him to find his place on the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, his, again, power blocker um, and, uh, you know, keeps his legs moving. So yeah. it looks good on tape. And if he's got that versatility that you keep mentioning, uh, that's definitely a good call, Dane, someone to, to keep an eye on. I really like Cody's beard. Uh, I think that's a, a facial hair component is something that it's we very have to, important. It's important for this Packer group. <laughs> it, you know, we talk in business all the time about making sure that you have, find a cultural fit. Well, you got to find a good cultural fit, especially when you're talking about O-linemen. They're smart, but they're finicky, man. You got to you got to make sure that you got someone that can hang with this group. 100% agree and and they are a, a a fun goofy crew. I was so excited. I mean, one thing we didn't talk about is that Justin McCray did sign his tender um, within the last day or two here. So again, we're, we're going to have a lot of guys back, but we're just looking to get better on the offensive line. And the more guys, the better, because that is a rough and tumble position. Yep, absolutely. So anyone that you want to take uh, a swing on here is perhaps a, a late round uh, pick or someone to keep an eye on, Dan? You know, Wags, I'm going to go, um, similarly to you, a name that I love, Chuma Odoga out of USC. Uh, we haven't taken many UFC, or USC guys, but uh, there's a guy by the name of Clay Matthews that we once took. So you know what? Different position, same school. I'm going to go there. I think that he's a guy we could maybe take as a later Choo. round guy. Choo. Uh, a little pancake block. Maybe we can oh. uh, slide him outside as an eligible receiver. Love it. Love uh, it. Kevin that, Barry style. Yeah, right? Remember sure. that? Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. I love it, Dane. So anything else that you want to touch on here with this offensive line group? I know we didn't really talk about center but that's a really difficult position to first of all to uh, project and secondly I really would be kind of surprised if they actually draft a center because yeah. uh, they're really they're set there and a lot of times if you do need a center you're going to be looking for maybe one of the guards that they have on the roster to slide over and take reps there and be ready to be able to play that position in an emergency as needed totally agree uh, Corey Lindsley's got that position on lockdown Dozer our producer loves Lindsley too uh, but you know he's our guy he's been phenomenal ever since he got pressed into play as a rookie um, so I, I'm with you I think we're going to be looking at guard we're looking at tackle we're fortunate that the left side of the offensive line really is looking strong I think we're looking to retool a little bit on the right side not rebuild retool a little bit on the right side and we're going to see um, I think a really Good opportunity for some young guys to come in, mix with some of the veterans, and there's going to be some awesome battles in camp that I'm so excited to be talking about when camp and with the OTAs coming up uh, because there's going to be more guys than there are jobs in Green Bay, and there's going to be some fights on their hands. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really good point, too. Uh, we just talked about all these guys, and they could take someone at almost any pick with yeah. offensive line, because it's just a position group that you're always looking to upgrade whenever you can and always. get younger and healthy. Um, but at the same time, 
it wouldn't necessarily shock me if they didn't invest heavily in offensive line. They could just roll forward with the group that they have this year, and perhaps uh, they're going to look to replace some of these guys in, in the next offseason or in the draft in 2020. Absolutely. I mean, Wags, we're looking at, we've got Lucas Patrick, we've got McCray, we signed Billy Turner, we've got Lane Taylor. Those are four guards right there. Yeah, and realistically, we've got our whole starting five mm-hmm. coming back, or based on you know the signings we've made or recent signings we've made uh, there's no reason to think they necessarily have to immediately fill in a hole um, with a starter in this offensive line group so it will be interesting to see what happens I would not be shocked if they take a first round pick and I wouldn't be shocked if they really just supplement what they have maybe with some later picks as well so less grass stains on number 12's jersey is always a good thing Absolutely. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, We'll be talking and moving over to the defensive side of the ball um, in in our next uh, couple of episodes. If you missed any of our previous uh, episodes on quarterback, running back, wide receiver, or a tight end, it won't take long to catch up. So go back and catch up if you need to. Uh, Thanks so much for listening to our offensive line preview today. Dane, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.